Climbers, the results you want don't matter. Wait, what? No, I'm results oriented. Welcome to the club. Ah, this is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music industry. Gone are the days of the record labels and the big management companies, the big booking agencies, plucking really great talent out of obscurity, spending a bunch of money and turning them into a household name. Nope. You're going to have to do it on your own. That's the bad news. The good news is you don't have to ask anybody's permission. So make a big splash and they're going to come to you, but you're going to need leverage to make it happen. That's why we called this podcast, The Climb, Creating Leverage in the Music Business, C-L-I-M-B. See? See what we did there? I see it. That is a Baxter name created by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. Got a couple number ones last year in Southern Gospel. Got a couple new cuts this year, so we'll see climbing the charts. We'll see how those go. Yep. And uh, what I love about Brent is he helps you get what you want, get to where you want to be by becoming a professional songwriter. He does that by revealing how to write like a pro so your content is competitive, how to do business like a pro so that you're playing in this pool in the sandbox with everybody else the way you should. And finally, once all those pieces are in place, he puts it all together and creates that relationship gives you opportunities to do the same for yourself. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Listen, if you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. Okay, I'm just I'm, I'm thrown. I can't even read the intro because <laughs> I'm so thrown by you telling me that my results don't matter. Shook. You're shook. I'm shook, man, to the core. I'm results oriented. Yeah, we're going to get into this today. This is something I picked up from one of the speakers. It was a motivational speaker at the ClickFunnels Funnel Hacker Live event in Orlando, Florida, a week ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was like four days of complete immersion into know-how and networking and mindset and all that stuff. I mean, four days, like eight to 10 hours a day. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. But man, some good stuff that I just kept thinking about the climbers on. I'm like, oh, I got to share this. I got to share this. I got to share that too. I want six of those, <laughs> two of those. I'll take three of those. I want all this. So yeah, super fun. And that's what we're, we're going to get into today. We're going to talk about why if you're married to the results, it's the wrong approach and break that whole thing down. I think you're going to dig it. But before we do that, let's get into some business here. We want to give a shout out and say how grateful we are to be a part of American Songwriter Magazine's podcast network, ASPN. Mm-hmm. You can find that at americansongwriter.com forward slash podcast. This is a 36-year-old magazine, y'all. Like I think it came out in 1984, which makes it 37 years old, I guess, if we do the math, math on that, right? <laughs> depends on what month though it could yes. have been december i don't know <laughs> well, i'm leaving it to you man i mean my favorite heroes and your favorite heroes have graced the cover of this periodical f- for 37 years and there's lots of good stuff in there and now they've added this podcast network so if you mm-hmm. found us through asm through aspn i should say then welcome to the climb we're happy to have you on board and if you've been a long time climber guys we switched to this platform a year and a half ago. Go check out some of the other shows. They're really good. And it's right up your alley. Songwriting, indie musicians, indie artists, production, mm-hmm. all of that. So music business kind of stuff. So join the Climb community on Facebook. It's just facebook.com forward slash the Climb community when Facebook's working. What? <laughs> That's right. Hello. And you have to ask to be let in. We let everybody in. So don't fret. And be good boys and girls. We give you places to shout out your wins and to shout out your gigs. Put your shout outs in the right place Mm -hmm. and only in the main feed, just stuff that would be uplifting and advantageous to the community. You got a cool article you want to share, some news you heard that you want to share. That's great. Your news about your new show, not news that goes in the main feed. It goes in where it's supposed to go. In other words, this is a party. We just don't want pics of your food. We want you to bring a dish to the buffet. 
So That's I right. should bring yeah. actual food. In other words, <laughs> stuff that's going to be helpful, stuff we can partake in ourselves. Think about giving. It's about being of value. And then we have places <laughs> for you to, to share your own music and share your wins, that stuff that's more about you. Uh, we do provide those places. And one of those places, as Johnny was leading up to, is the New Heights post we post every Wednesday. It's where we invite you to share your wins with the community so we can all celebrate together. So I've got a couple of these I want to share. Marvin Adcock, he was picked by NashvilleEar.com as one of their best of the best local songwriters, which is even more awesome because Marvin lives in Kansas. He doesn't even live in Nashville, but he spends enough time there, does enough business there that this guy considers him local. And Marvin thought that was pretty cool. And I think that's pretty cool. So Marvin does good work, good, solid, classic, traditional country stuff. It's just good stuff. So congrats, Marvin. Buddy Lee Daubertine wrote a killer song with David Lee, legendary songwriter and most of all, awesome human being. So David Lee's had cuts by, you know, Mark Wills. He wrote 19-something for Mark and just a bunch of cuts, uh, hits and stuff. He's great. So congrats, Buddy and David Lee. No relation, I'm assuming. So Brad Hacker says, we have a song that's been moved to the re-listen stack for a major artist. The Amigo song, nice. Ride and Tide, has also been sent to another major artist producer. So Chris Tiscarino, Patrick Adams, and this guy, meaning Brad Hacker, are super stoked. So that's some of the wins for this past week. Also, I have a song that just cracked the top 20 in the on the Texas country music chart, a song called She's a River, recorded by Junior Gordon. Junior got us in the top 10 a couple of years ago with a song named Armadillo. And you know, I remember this that. Called She's a River. So congrats and good luck, Junior. And all y'all, just keep on climbing. Nice. I got a win too. I haven't put it in the win section of the clown community yet because it literally just happened. But mm -hmm. a good buddy of mine that I've known for 10 years has become an investor in a record label and put together a team of investors. Mm -hmm. The label's called Get Joe Records, and it involves some people that you may know. Kent Wells is involved in that. It's Dolly Parton's producer and mm -hmm. a friend of ours. And Dave Fowler, who is a dear friend of mine, he plays with the Artemis Pile Band now, but producer, bass player, extraordinaire. He's toured with anybody and everybody. And for the record, I've never met more rock stars than I have with Dave Fowler. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, you want to go hang out with Billy Sheehan? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> want to go yeah. uh, hang out with me while I talk to the Eagles? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so these are all people that are involved in this. And Kelly Shanefeld, my ex-business partner. And their first artist is Ryan Brashear, who you just heard on Friday's video content challenge. Mm -hmm. Well, after we did that, we had a meeting yesterday and I'm happy to say that we're going to shoot the video, all that video content for him and, and do that. And I'm going out to dinner tonight with Len, who, who is the owner of the label. And we're going to discuss digital marketing and awesome. uh, all the things that we're going to do to help that happen. So I'm excited to share that content with you after we get it shot and not for nothing, Brent, you came up with the idea of the songs called my kind of hero. And one of Brent's ideas in the video content challenge was to have somebody like in a superhero suit, like Superman, like Batman or Spider-Man. And then they tear it open. Like, remember how Clark Kent used to tear open his shirt and then Superman was underneath of it? Well, in this yeah. case, it's Superman and they tear open their shirt and it's like a Marine underneath of it or a cop or a fireman or something like that. And how cool that would be for some quick TikTok content for this kind of song, because that's what it's about. So we're going to do that. We're running with your idea, brother, because that was so beautiful. And thank you for participating well, in that and throwing that energy there. My pleasure. I, I, I look forward to riding your coattails off everything you learned at the uh, Funnel Hackers live conference. So it's all, oh, yeah. it's, it's all a beautiful sharing game. So You know how you hate me when we start talking about DNS records and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And now yeah, you're going to hate me. I have more. mixed feelings I got about so it. so much but, to share. But... Yeah. So anyway, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you consume the podcast or in some places you'll follow it, which is great. And you stay with us here for usually somewhere between 40 minutes to an hour once a week, plus the external episodes that happen on Friday, those little side gigs. You do it for a reason. It's providing some kind of a value. Tell a friend about it. That's the best thing you can do to, to help us out. So That's right. let us know about that. So let's get into this. We got a lot to cover. Yep. So I was at this Funnel Hackers Live event in Orlando, saw a friend of the show there, Chris Bradley, who was on with her Produce Like a Boss program. She's been crushing it with that. And ClickFunnels is a tool that we use, but it's a lot of motivational stuff and business intention stuff and all of that. And so you just complete immersion into this. And 
This one speaker there is a former NFL star, and he's got a book out called Identity Shift. His name is Anthony Trucks. And this is largely derived from his speaking engagement there. Mm -hmm. Really, really good stuff. And I just, I couldn't stop thinking about climbers. So let's talk about an identity gap that you have first. I'm going to lead all the way up to why, to my comment about results that hopefully shook you a little bit and we're going to drive it all home. But man, do you have an identity gap? If you have a dream and you're not living it, that's the gap. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So exactly, you know, what are you doing to live your dream? Lots of people get faced with adversity and not lots of people, everybody. There's no such thing, by the way, as a life with nothing but unbroken boulevard of green lights. You know, it's everybody has adversity, pain, different forms of oppression, all kinds of stuff. We all have to go through it. You're going to meet a-holes every single day of your life. And some Mm -hmm. of them, unfortunately, are closer and are really able to do damage than others. And everybody has this stuff to go through. And it sort of molds how we react to things later in our life. And when you are faced with some kind of adversity, confrontation, doubt, or confusion about your life, do you lean into it or do you lean out of it? You know, mm-hmm. we put up what's called identity wall. So all artists, songwriters, musicians, etc., they have identity walls. And identity walls occur when you feel out of character. When something gets uncomfortable, it's out of character. So I have my identity and I have these walls around my identity. This is the boundaries of my identity, what I do, what I'm good at, who I am. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so in order to progress, you're going to need to climb over these walls. Because right? there's a and- gap between my identity, my walled in little kingdom here and where I want to be and where you want to be. There's not only a gap between who I am and who I want to be. There's a wall and that's what my identity is. Or right? a set of walls. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Which are a set of walls. And so I think that the walls are something that everybody has. And by the way, they're recurring. They're different walls. Once you get over one wall and you move forward, now you got a new wall. And as long as your goal is to improve mm-hmm. as a human being, and as an artist, as a songwriter, then there's going to be another wall that's in your way and you're going to have to figure out how to get over that, right? Mm-hmm. And which is, you know, kind of see where we're going here with the results don't matter. Hello, like, you know, mm-hmm. the results don't matter. So when you feel out of character, that can be when you feel like something is beneath you, mm-hmm. right? Something like that you're farther along on your journey and you don't do that anymore. Well, there's that story that you tell of Ozzy Osbourne's guitar player who was yeah. it Randy Rhodes. Yes, would, Randy Rhodes. When he's on the road, would go and book guitar lessons in whatever town yeah. they happen to be in, even though he was better than the guitar lesson teacher. Half the time he was given the lesson. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> you, you look at going, what's well, Randy Rhodes? He's like rock guitar you know, master. And he's, he's a t- legend. A legend. Getting yeah. lessons at the local guitar center is beneath him. But yet yeah. it's not. And that's why he's Randy Rhodes. Exactly right. Exactly right. That's out of character work, right? That's not what you would think his character would be. But he's going to go and do that work when, you know, instead of trying to recover from partying so hard the night before with Ozzy, he's up out and about and at a local music store getting a lesson or giving a lesson. Right. (laughs) But with the intention of getting one, but sometimes he's like, oh, well, here's how you do that. Do you think anyone charged him? Randy Rose just walked in, wondered if he could get a lesson from Dude, you. Dude, 20 bucks get, or hit the bricks. Here's 20 bucks. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> right. She ain't got the cash. Walk, buddy. <laughs> anyway. So I think sometimes we miss opportunities because we feel some kind of work or some action is beneath us, and therefore we don't take it. And you might miss opportunities to meet people that are in actually in your class who are doing that same kind of work. Right? Oh, I'll tell you one on me. Yeah. I graduated college. Went straight through, got my MBA. So my master's in business administration, my MBA. Got a job, ended up quitting that job, moving to Nashville without a job, which I said I would not do, but I did. Started waiting tables at Cracker Barrel. Had my like class ring on from college saying, you got your MBA. Apparently you're supposed to be smart or at least you paid money. <laughs> so people think but you're, you're working at Cracker Barrel. And yeah. I'm getting like 25 cent tips from little old ladies with their uncle Hershey's going, breakfast going, Hey, you're just such that you did a good job. Here's your 25 cents. I'm like, I have a master's degree. Yeah. 
Is it beneath me? No, it wasn't beneath me because it helped me get where I wanted to go. It helped pay the bills till, so I didn't have to go get another cubicle job in Nashville and I could chase music. That's precisely out of character work. That's yeah. exactly what I mean by that. Sometimes out of character can mean that you're feeling something is above you, right? Too far above you. Mm-hmm. And that's just plain old fear, right? That you and I have called it imposter syndrome before Mm -hmm. and i gotta tell you like at this event tony robbins was the last guy to speak and it was amazing and very early on in his presentation he had everybody raise your hand if if you've ever had imposter syndrome and i like to believe in our podcast here and the way that you and i speak about this we frame imposter syndrome as it's the name that we give to it. It's one of mm-hmm. many names that we give to fear, but it is something that is, I want to believe that we're framing as this needs to be dealt with. This is something that you have to get over, that everybody has it, you have to get over. And the way Robbins attacked it was just like everybody had raised their hand and he's like, yeah, that's bullshit. Like, it's just fear. You know, yeah. as if like you can't use this as like a new sort of syndrome. Well, I could do it, but I have imposter syndrome. Like it's some kind of, yeah. Excuse, right? To- right. Oh, it has a fancy name, so therefore I'm off the hook. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Everybody has it. It's just fear. And what happens is we get stuck in the familiar within those identity walls. We get stuck in the familiar with, with routines, right? Work routines, family routines, mm-hmm. daily routines, love routines, relational routines that could be platonic relational routines or romantic relational routines or business relational routines, uh-huh. you know, and avoid getting stuck in any kind of familiar. We have to do what you did, Brent, when you went and worked at Cracker Barrel, Cracker Barrel with a class ring and a master's degree mm-hmm. was out of character work. That's work in the dark, right? Yeah. It's work that you could feel is beneath you. I've done that a million times myself where, I mean, to, to get Daredevil started, there was a long time where I was driving Uber mm-hmm. for, for 18 months. I drove Uber because yeah. it was actually perfect for me to be <laughs> yeah. able to tap out whenever I needed to. Cause I had this crazy opportunity with an artist coming through on tour that wanted to meet with me and I could take the meeting anytime I wanted because I had that flexibility mm-hmm. and was able to do that. And I'm driving around a lot of people I want to be doing business with, not for nothing. Yeah. But of course, I'm not bringing it up as an Uber driver. Like, hey, we should we should work. We should talk. I, you know, <laughs> it's like, we're working right under- now. You're driving me. I'm paying you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad place to do it, right? Yeah. But certainly had some conversations with people and stuff, but I wasn't trying to be remembered as an Uber driver. So I just was there to do my job and get the hell yeah. out. You know, I don't think that's a good networking thing, but yeah. uh, that's just my opinion. But point being, that was my version of your Cracker Barrel. I mean, just I, I got to pay the bills mm-hmm. while I'm focused on this thing over here. Out of character work could be work that scares you because you feel like you're not ready yet. Because mm. you feel like it's above you, maybe too far above you, right? Oh, it was scary when I launched Songwriting Pro or like the membership oh, component. Sure. Back then it was called Freddie. Oh, that was scary going, I got to keep up with this thing every month and I'm charging people every mm. month and how do I do this? And yeah. Yeah. So here's a question. This leads right into the next part of what I want to say. On a scale of one to 10, when you launched songwriting pro and the membership how ready were you about a one it felt like about a one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like and so let me save you all the suspense out there of course you're not ready either you'll never yeah. be ready you will never be ready you never be truly ready to take the next step you have to be able to do the out of character work mm-hmm. what out of character work should you be doing it's a question I want to ask all climbers, you know. And then second, I have another question. <laughs> Why aren't you doing it? What do you mean by like out of character work? What's a way that we can frame that to help, help them understand that? Again, just to go back to what we were saying, this is work that you could feel beneath you. We talked about, mm-hmm. we talked about you working at Cracker Barrel, me driving for Uber. You had a master's degree with a class ring, and, right. but you're going through the actions that you need to go through to get to the destination you want to get to, which is to become a professional songwriter. And so with a master's degree, you're working a Cracker Barrel, which seems a little silly on paper. It was not what you call pride inducing. (laughs) (laughs) What could you be doing to help your career, but would maybe make you feel a little awkward explaining it to like former classmates, your mom and dad, yeah, you know, a girl that you want to go out with, like what might make you, 
a pompous, arrogant a-hole or like, oh, you're you're waiting yeah. on tables and you have a match. Exactly. How's that working out for you? How's that? How's the student loan payments going? Are you paying that with your 25 cent tips? Think about that. What could I do that would make me feel a little awkward? That's a good way to put it. I mean, as much money as I made in the financial industry after that crash, and then I started Daredevil, well, on paper, knowing that I can sell and I can sell high ticket items and sophisticated stuff like, mm-hmm. like circuit board design, that is freaking sophisticated mortgages it's not rocket science but it is sophisticated and there's a lot of moving parts to be able to do that and market it effectively and the money that i made what am i doing on paper daredevil just looks stupid but i just knew Mm -hmm. that's where i was supposed to be and so i was willing to do the out of character work but you're never going to be ready for that stuff that scares you so the question is why aren't you doing that work and i'll tell you that we all get stuck but we all have to deal with Moving forward when we don't know, quote unquote, don't know how mm-hmm. to do it, right? Some of us get stuck or we simply stop. Now, Brent, we've talked about this on the podcast before and we've termed it one of many terms is paralysis by analysis. Yeah. I'm going to do tons of research so I can get this right because here's the killer. You're focused on the results. Mm-hmm. I want to have all my bags packed and know exactly what I need and be at the airport before I even book a flight. Right. I got to know exactly what I'm packing for Denmark. I got to know exactly what the weather's going to be like, even though they don't even do weather reports a month out. <laughs> you know, basically, yeah. they do seasons, but they don't do weather reports. And I got to have <laughs> everything booked and be at the airport before I commit to buying a ticket to go. Because I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that trip. Guess what? I've never been ready for a single flight I've taken because I was neither packed nor at the airport when I booked it. Good point. I mean, there I it is. figure right? out what I'm taking. I will figure out my luggage situation. And I will get to the airport. And you trust that you'll figure out your luggage situation. Well, you trust I, I that can't you'll book the flight. I don't taken. know what time. I don't know what time the flight's going to be. I can't book it. Well, you find yeah. out when you book it. Yeah, you pick exactly. the flight. You have to take the action before you can find out what time it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's the deal: your results are not about quote unquote. I put this in air quotes here. Knowing what to do, and I can prove it. All right. This is going to sting. Okay. Take a deep breath. All right. You know how to get healthy. Why aren't you? Ouch. You know how to be a better spouse, don't you? Mm -hmm. Why aren't you? Why aren't you that better spouse? Because she... No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you, you know how to post on social media and you know that you should be doing more of it. Why aren't you? You know you should be on TikTok, and you know how to start a TikTok account. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you? Uh, because right? excuses? Yeah, and so here it is. Guess what? It's not enough to have all the proper tools in the information. Okay? That's not enough. That's not nearly enough. Give a hammer to a baby. You're not going to create a house. You might create a, a medical bill. But <laughs> right, yeah. You're not going to create a house, right? Give a hammer to a construction worker. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a house, by golly. Having a Pro Tools rig and knowing how to press record doesn't mean that you know how to make records. Right. People love what we do as artists, as songwriters, as musicians. They're drawn to that. There's a big, big, big market for that. Mm-hmm. At the height of the market, we're talking $75 billion a year market for that because we do something that is incredibly hard Mm-hmm. And we make it look easy, yeah. right? And the secret ingredient to making it look easy is not knowing how to do it. Quote, air quotes, knowing yeah. how to do it. The secret ingredient to making it look easy is not having the right tools. If you go get yourself a 1959 Gold Top Les Paul and a vintage Marshall stack, mm-hmm. okay, that doesn't mean that you know how to play guitar and you can blow my mind and make me feel something. The secret ingredient is action. When you take action, you create progress. When you create progress, you create results. But you can't be focused on the results. You have to be focused on the action, right? Because when you take action without knowledge, Mm -hmm. you learn, don't you? Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Climbers, do you have a groundbreaking song that the world needs to hear? Enter your song today in American Songwriters 2021 Song Contest to win $10,000 promotion across American Songwriter and a co-publishing deal with Live by Live. Get your songs in front of the contest judges who are also number one artists like Paul Stanley from Kiss. I love that. Vance Joy and Martina McBride, along with top A&R executives such as the senior VP of A&R at Atlantic Records and BBR Music Group. Go to americansongwriter.com forward slash song dash contest to enter. Again, that's americansongwriter.com slash song dash contest to enter. And if you use the coupon code CLIMB, all capital letters, C-L-I-M-B, you'll save 10% on your contest entry. No reason not to do it now, guys. You learn, don't you? That's right. You know, I never knew how to write any of the thousand plus songs I've written. I didn't know how to write any hit I've written, any cut I've written. I didn't know how to do it. I had until it was done. Until it was done, that's like that's how I did it. I don't know, I never know how I do it. I might know how I did it, and sometimes even then, it's a big question mark. But we start off, and you go, and there's that moment of fear, going, I don't know how to write this. Even if you're like, oh, you know, it's a burst of inspiration. We're like, oh, I got the vision for this. Oh, I know yeah. what I want to do with this. How are you going to get there? I'm just going to take the first step and then work it, it's work it out. And you have more confidence that you can do it the more you've done it, but you don't know how if the song doesn't come fully formed, right? It's a mystery. Even if you know like, Hey, I want to do this kind of thing. And I have a clear vision for it that I want to get to exactly how to get there. There's always some unknown. So you don't know exactly how to do that. That's right. And you have to like trust in that process and you have to be able to take, the action, you, you know, and trust and the process, trust yes. the process. I mean, you learn when you take action without knowledge, right? When, mm-hmm. when you take action without the perfect tools, mm-hmm. you discover workarounds to get your result, don't you? Oh yeah. And sometimes you looking know? for the perfect tool is a good excuse. I mean, to delay the, the people to that delay have, the action. Oh, right? <laughs> I got to find this thing for this website. I got to find this perfect thing. I'm like, listen, I cobbled so much crap together, starting like with songwriting <laughs> pro and different things. At one point, we had the climb, we had Freddie and Songwriting Pro, different website, and having to then eventually form them into you know fewer brands and upgrade tech. It's like oh, I don't know how to do that. I'll earn my way into that. I'm going to start. Yeah, just you got to start. That that's it. Here's a great analogy I heard from I think Seth Godin talking about just iterating. You get it out there and you iterate. I mean, you you cycle and you learn and you try fail and you learn and you make it better. He goes, basically, we like basketball. We basically have a perfectly engineered basketball to do what it's supposed to do. Like just it's world class. It's amazingly engineered. And basketball has been around like 100 years or something, right? If you had them sitting in a lab going, here's the game of basketball we're thinking about starting. We want you to design the perfect ball 
for this sport. And they designed it for 100 years. And then they introduced, this is the basketball. It would probably be It'd probably be like square or something. You know? Well, it would suck. It would suck exactly. compared to the ba- the perfectly engineered basketball we have now because it came it. through iteration. Exactly. And this is right. not the basketball we started off with. This is right. the ball that through experience and people playing it and stuff, you end up over time, small modifications lead to this wonderful basketball. Wouldn't have come up with this, anything nearly this good if it's set in a lab for 100 years, even putting big, people's big brains to work on it. That's right. I, I mean, um, gosh, I think about the story behind the Wright brothers, uh, yeah. you know, and the competition they had with, I can't remember what his name was, but the this Ron was the brothers? guy that was like the big scientist who had like all of the financial backing of uh-huh. the U.S. government. You're going to be the guy that's going to get us to flight first. And the Wright brothers with that owned a bicycle shop and funded uh-huh. everything themselves because they were out doing it all the time yeah. and creating massive mistakes and crashing all the time to figure out how to fly. We're the first ones to do it. And the other guy wasn't with all that scientific knowledge and everybody overthinking it because they were focused on the results. They weren't focused on the action, you know? And again, you find workarounds. I can't tell you how many times when I had a little four track back in the eighties and we're trying to record and the microphone clip breaks. It's the only Mm -hmm. microphone clip we have, you know? Well, are we just done recording now? Now, hold on a second. I got this. And you, you get a dirty sock out of your hamper and you mm-hmm. tie it to the microphone stand and you just got to get the knot just right so that the tip of that microphone's aimed at the part of the cone you want to get your tone back. And there you are. You know what yeah. I mean? Bob's your uncle and now you're on your way. That's a workaround, <laughs> right? Like, where do you read about that? When you're focused on the action, the action is, I'm going to get this guitar track right now as opposed to, how am I going to get this guitar track before I start recording? It? Yeah. Exactly. Well, I need you- to know. John, you know this phrase, right? A journey of a thousand miles starts with what? One step. It starts with a single step. Is the journey of a thousand miles a single step? No. No. It doesn't matter how well you plan that step. You're not getting there one step. It starts with a single step. That's right. So, you know, we just made a serious case here for the fact that knowledge and tools don't amount to any kind of production or progress or success or monetary benefits, or notoriety, or any kind of love without action. Mm-hmm. Action is the key, and you have to become. You know, we talked about identity gaps. Like, you want to become this person, right, that you yeah. see. Here's a good question to ask you, like where you're at right now. In speaking of your actions, right, what would the person who has what you want do in this situation right like if you want to be a hit songwriter and Mm -hmm. tim nichols could follow you know what would tim nichols do with whatever speed bump it is that you have right now yeah what would he do with that situation you know if you want to be an artist whoever your favorite artist is if it's tim mcgraw or metallica or jay-z or whatever Mm -hmm. like what would that person do if they were in your situation right now what would they do it's a little bit of like, how would Tim Nichols write this song? Oh, how would so-and-so write this? Okay, well, they'd do this. Or, yeah, how's he going to start his day? How's he going to build his day? Is his songwriting day going to yeah. start when he walks in the room? No, it's going to start with, I don't know what his day starts with. But in a house Has he done a song mind. title challenge before he walks into that room? Does he have like a killer idea once he drops the title and everybody's like, nah, I don't know. And he's like, and it'll be about this. And like, oh, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Okay, I'm feeling that, you know. Like, is that what it is? And, and here's, here's another one that'll, that stings a little too. If you're a hero, your songwriting hero, your artist hero, your musician hero followed you around for a day, what would they say? Mm-hmm. What would they say about your actions? Would they know that you want to be them? Would there be enough evidence? <laughs> would you look like an artist? Would you look yeah. like a songwriter? Would you look like a musician? And look like, we don't mean the way you dress. We mean like if they follow your actions. Yeah. Do your actions look like that of a songwriter or an artist or producer or whatever. Yeah, piggybacking on that. Or do you look like a TV would, critic? Yeah, would you change your behavior? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I remember, okay, so we worked with this one artist that befriended this person who considered themselves a producer he had a berkeley degree in music and he asked him he's a producer and 
were waiting for this demo to come back of this song that she had written. And the song was fantastic. And mm. the whole team loved it. And the demo we got back, it took forever to get, I mean, like months, months yeah. to get this back. Right. And then finally we get it back and it's total shite. It's yeah. absolutely horrible. It's like some jazz odyssey thing with a pop rock artist, you know? And it's like, man, what are you doing? He's got a million reasons why it didn't come to, well, if I had a better studio and you know, the right guy, mm -hmm. I mean, we had to do this on a budget. And I'm like, dude, you don't look like a producer. You don't yeah. sound like a producer. The two main things a producer has to do is honor the artist's brand and honor the song, you know? Yeah. And he did none of those two things. None On of those. time and so, under budget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On time. That's like 50% of it, right? So he's way over budget, way over time. And what we have is completely unusable. And he's done none of those things. You know why? Because he's never actually tried producing. He just thinks he is. There's a big, huge yeah. gap between what he thinks he is and what that really is. And he's more of one even failing on that artist project than he was the day before, even though it that's failed. right. That's a good point. He's learning. He that's got that a good feedback. Point. So it's like he's more of one that there than he's ever been. That's a really good point. So there's an unseen investment here was what we're kind of talking about. There's an unseen investment on out of character work. And that unseen investment is energy. You're investing energy. Okay, that's what you're investing. Energy. You've got to move. You've got to take action. Now, when you invest anything, you want a return on that investment. And the return on that investment is you become that thing, right? Whatever that step is, that next step on that journey of a thousand miles, you get to that next step. I liken it to I had a a great intern who was just a god on Adobe Premiere Pro, which is like the editing software mm -hmm. for Adobe Premiere Pro, which I can't, I have yet to learn. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't know my way around this or that. So when I'm with him and we're editing and he's like, I'm like, Hey, do this, move this, try that. Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. It happens like as fast as I can say it because he owns that system, right? Yeah. He knows how to work that tool. But if I let him edit stuff by himself and I don't have that input on what to do, mm -hmm. It's completely amateur. And I'm not ripping on him. That's just, he's a student, right? That, yeah. like, that's where he's coming on his journey. And so different things of like, you know, you can't edit three pieces of content together that have the same shot look, you know? Mm -hmm. Like we need to shoot, tune, change the shoot, change the, it, it's either close up or back or this shot or that shot. Like it has to be interesting or it just looks like jump, weird jump cuts that only yeah. work kind of in sales situations. They don't yeah. work like in a music video, you know? So it's that kind of thing. He's got all the tools. Certainly he knows exactly how to use that tool. He's a master at that tool, but still the only way he's going to become an editor is to do that work, experience. right? Is to do a bunch of editing and get that experience. And then he becomes the editor, right? Which yeah. is for all of you, something that you're going to have to become knowledgeable about moving forward, because there's going to be so much video content associated with your success. If you've got somebody doing it for you, you're going to want to be in there putting your thumbprint on that, mm -hmm. or you're going to get rank stuff, you know, yeah. from people who don't understand how to edit video, you know? So it's that kind of a situation. So the return is you become that thing. And, you know, we've all heard that the adage about the overnight successes and how it took them 10 years to become that overnight success, mm -hmm. you know? The work that they did in that 10 years leading up to the overnight success that we became aware of was work that they did in the dark. Yeah. It's the part of the iceberg that's under the water. Yeah, exactly. It's work that they did without recognition, without accolades, without monetary gain. It was work in the dark to get them to the light. You had mentioned a story to me. I remember, Brent, you got to tell that story about Keith Urban. Oh, yeah. So early in Keith's career, like before he was famous, I believe, like he was, you know, with Keith Urban's four wheel drive or with the ranch or something like that. So this is like back in the day when he's playing like on Broadway or something, you know, or Third and Lindsley. And there was some, I don't remember what guitar player it was, but it was like a well-known guitar player, went and saw him and turned to his buddy and was like, that guy has spent a lot of hours in a lonely room. Spent a lot yeah. of hours in a lonely room. 
mastering that instrument, man. Yeah. Because Keith Urban is a straight up knockdown, drag out, undeniable rock guitar god and country guitar, just a guitar god. Just yeah. Period. I think he can play anything. You he know. He knows his way um, around the fretboard. Yeah. Yeah, he does. You know. So it's like all of that work happens because he took action. He wasn't focused on a result. He was focused on the action. You know, like I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep learning this. I'm going to keep. I'm going to master this thing because he was just fascinated for doing it, you know? Well, if you get, I think what it is, it's about like trusting the process, you know, and focusing on the process. You you have your result in mind that you want. I mean, we need to have a goal ultimately in mind that what we want mm-hmm. to be, right? But it's realizing we have that in mind, but day to day, we're doing the process. We're doing the steps. Like if Keith had started off saying, I want to play, I don't know, Desperado or whatever back in the day. Like, I want to play it perfectly. All right. When he's just starting that, you know, just learning, right? Right. And he's not going to, right? Because he doesn't yeah. know what a G chord is yet. I don't want to learn a G chord. Yeah. I don't want to learn an E. I don't want to learn whatever. I just want to play this perfectly. You, he's yeah. not quit for that. And he's just going to get frustrated and quit if he's trying to play it perfectly. You're like, I just bought a guitar and I bought a chord book at the Eagles and there's Desperado and I'm going to try and play this. No. Yeah, you know, wax on, wax off, paint the fence. Yeah, <laughs> Just, you know, before, before you can strengthen your hands, and yeah, exactly. I yeah. mean, that's perfect. Yeah, climbing your identity walls and removing that identity gap only happens through actions. Period. You know, through actions you gain knowledge. Sometimes you learn from failure. Sometimes you learn because you have to take an action now, and you have to quickly learn this thing over here to take the action you want to take. For instance, I didn't study iMovie, which is where I do a lot of some of my editing for like different corporate stuff and everything that's not sophisticated editing. Mm -hmm. I learned that in in iMovie. I didn't know iMovie. I didn't take a big course on iMovie and prepare to, okay, now I'm ready to edit. No, I shot the freaking video and I'm like, how the hell do I put this together? And so then I'm in there and I'm farting around with it. And sometimes I'm like, I know there's a better, there's an easier keystroke. Mm -hmm to get me from here to here. So, you know, Google is my friend. How do I do this in iMovie? There's your answer in 30 seconds or less. Boom, back to work. And now you slowly just sort of build your prowess on whatever tool you're in. But that knowledge is a result of the action, right? I need to, to do this easier. How do I do this easier, you know? So success and whatever that means to you, whether it's success as a songwriter or as a musician or as an artist and if success means progress to you like you're decidedly a better songwriter now than you were a year ago or Mm. you're decidedly a bigger artist or better artist now than you were a year ago or better guitar player now than you were a year ago that only comes when you take action that is disconnected from the results Mm -hmm. it's aimed at the results but it's not but it's disconnected from it yeah so if you think about, okay, I want to go to a house, the White House is on Pennsylvania Avenue, right? I want to right. get to Pennsylvania Avenue from my house, which means I got to start yeah. off on a road that is disconnected from Pennsylvania Avenue. Eventually, it connects there, but I'm not getting on yeah. hopping on the road on Pennsylvania Avenue. That's I'm good, hopping on analogy. Main Street or Broadview or whatever. Well, this isn't Pennsylvania Avenue. No, it's not. But this one leads to another one, leads to an interstate, which leads to an exit ramp, which leads to which leads to Pennsylvania. That's Avenue. right. You know, I want to become. I want to get a, a top five single from for Alan Jackson. Okay, step one: get a master's degree. Step two: work at Cracker Barrel. All right, that doesn't sound like it makes. And sense. even before that, get a master's degree, work in a cubicle in Little Rock, Arkansas write a song with an MTSU student named Aaron Enderland, who's still in college and doesn't have a publishing deal or any cuts either. Yeah. Then move to Nashville weight tables and, Oh, look, this other thing happened. How'd that happen? I don't know. I don't know how it happened. I was just, <laughs> right. I was writing songs and trying to get them to people that could do something with it and studying my craft and trying to write the best songs I could. Voila. Just like I planned it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Just like you planned it, right? It never works out that way. So, yeah. I mean, when you're disconnected from the results, like I was, uh, I interviewed a lot of like artists and songwriters as I could at this festival, which is you know part of our gig of being over there. Mm-hmm. But speaking specifically to the brand names that have success that ma- are making a living right now, being songwriters, mm-hmm. just songwriters, you know. Yeah. Uh, I remember interviewing with 
Tim Nichols and, you know, live like you were dying. I mean, heads Carolina, tails California. He talks about what you and I have referred to in the past, Brent, as a certain healthy amount of delusion, right? Yeah. Like you suck in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You suck, yeah. you know, and in order to suck less, you have to continue to take action disconnected from the result to tie that in with something that Tony Robbins said that I loved. He talked about money. So let's just look at like a lot of money as like a result that some people would like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or at least a comfortable enough amount of money. So they don't have to worry about money. Right. Yeah. Like where you don't have to worry about paying bills anymore. But he said, you know, money, people think that money will make them happy, but money doesn't make them happy. And he knows right. all the billionaires, you know, <laughs> and he's like, man, there's two of them that are really like well-adjusted, cool people. The rest of them are miserable because they were miserable before. Yeah. They were billionaires and they're still miserable now. And he's like, you know, money is an amplifier. If you're an a-hole and you get a lot of money, you're going to be a bigger a-hole when you have a lot of money. Right. If you're somebody who is philanthropic and you give of your time and you give of your money, then you're going to do more of that when you have more money. Mm-hmm. So you put that into this sort of lens of what we're talking about. When you're the type of person who's interested in getting better and necessarily instead of a end result, mm-hmm. then that's how that healthy delusion gets fed and you move forward, right? Yes. Because you're like, you know, where you want to be is just a little farther along than where you were. Yeah. And that feels good because you're marching forward on this journey to become a craftsman at whatever it is that you're going to be, guitar player, singer, artist, songwriter, marketer, you know, whatever, manager. But if you are the type of person who is going to, once they feel they've met their destination, kick your feet up on the desk, light a cigar, and just let the world fall to your feet and bow down, then trust me, you're going to misjudge <laughs> that destination, right? Yeah. You're, gonna, you're the kind of guy like that guy that you had, Brent, where it was just like, well, I'm already a great <laughs> songwriter. I mean, I don't know quite how to tell you this, but, yes, but I'm, I'm kind of a big deal. And here's why I don't have any uh, you know, uh, leverage to show for it, anything to show for it. Yeah. Because of, you know, this excuse, that excuse, mm-hmm. this, you know, I'm out, I don't live in Nashville. I'm, I'm not the right race. I'm not this. I'm not that like what all BS. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's a turnoff to people that can help you go along on that uh-huh. journey. And yet, there are people that may be less of a songwriter than what that guy was, but have a better mindset and who are disconnected from the result and connected to the action mm-hmm. and just love the process of writing and love the process of being an artist and doing that. And they are much more fun to be around. So they're going to get more opportunities, right? Yeah. You see yeah, how that, that works? And that's a big deal. I mean, when I started off, I was delusional. I had that delusion that Tim talks about that, you know, I thought, yeah, me and my buddy Tim Meitzen sitting on a hay bale in Arkansas camping out overnight writing songs, you know, trying to be Garth or something. You know, we thought our, a lot of our stuff was just as good as stuff on the radio because we didn't even understand the nuances and how much better the stuff on the radio was than ours. We did, just didn't even have a concept of it. We didn't know enough to know how little we knew. But it was beautiful because we certainly enjoyed those bad beginner novice songs. We enjoyed them. We were proud of them. Yeah. And yeah. that got us writing more songs. But we also knew that we wanted to get better. And that was the thing that kept yeah. us growing. You know, sometimes if you think you've already arrived, you stop moving, right? I'm arrived. Now the world just needs yeah. to come to me. Well, thankfully, you know, we had the delusion, but we also wanted to get better. And we kept writing and we kept trying to learn and knowing we wanted to get better. And so we did. And so eventually, maybe we got to kind of the place where we thought we were <laughs> 15 years before or something. And we know when you're focused on the action and the process of it and the journey of it, which is all about taking action, then you're going to start to get better and better results. But the results are always going to continue to improve because mm-hmm. of the action, right? And that's why it, the results don't matter. You know, and now think about this mindset wise. You know, when your parents probably wanted you to have a backup plan to your musical aspirations or your songwriting aspirations, and maybe even you in your mind out of fear was like, you know, should have a backup plan because you never know what's going to happen and blah, blah, blah. Well, Mm -hmm. that is a mindset that is wholly focused on results Mm -hmm. and not the action in a large degree. I get it. I understand it. 
I, I totally understand it, but it's focused on results. These results, this is where you're going to get more predictable results. And so therefore it's safer as opposed to being focused on action, right? And, mm -hmm. and having that. So, so I get that, but that's how I want to wrap this, this whole thing up, guys, with these two big value bombs right now. Are you married to the action or are you married to the results in what it is that you're trying to do? And the reason that I'm asking that, because here's the thing, results vary. <laughs> Actions don't. I got, I got an analogy. <laughs> Marry the action. The result, that's that beautiful little baby. Oh, I like that. That's oh. right. Because results vary, actions don't. Mm -hmm. And that's what you need to be focused on, guys. So that takes us to the end of another Killer Climb episode, guys. Get the brand new download, which is how to honor the digital platform. This is a large document, man. And this is a PDF <laughs> document. It's like, it's like 12 mags or something you know it's it's small enough to get through your email but it's it, there's a lot of information going on there that's just going to reset your brain on what you should be focusing on in terms of how to promote yourself on a digital platform versus the way you've been promoted to which has largely been on a broadcast platform and there's a big difference and when you understand the difference between the two you're going to start asking the right questions and then you're going to be making and getting the right answers. Your subconscious will reward you. Just go to giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny.com, and tell us where to send it. We'll get that out to you. This podcast exists because we want you to win, so keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.